I'm going to encourage you today to turn to Acts chapter 13, and uh, this is a passage we're often in, but after listening to um, Brian's devotion yesterday, I, I got a little bit of a different perspective on this text, and what I'm going to say may be a little bit I'm going to I'm going to say maybe trust me at the very beginning and trust me because it's going to sound a little bit radical at the very beginning going to sound a little bit uh nonconformist out of the box if you will as far as what the norm is for our devotion giving but I trust you'll understand um my thoughts uh my there's a lot of there's a lot of scary things that go on between my ears um and my wife is usually my filter on the <laughs> on those things and i have not asked her to filter this but and i probably should but here we go um acts chapter 13 and verse 1 and then we're just going to read uh, a couple of verses three verses here where the bible says now there were in the church that was at antioch certain prophets and teachers and barnabas and simeon who was called niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manan, which was had been up with uh, been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. So this is um, the first missionaries being sent out uh, from the church at Antioch. Verse two: As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, "Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them." And when they had fasted, this is verse 3 of Acts 13, and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So as we were listening to Brian's devotion yesterday, and uh, for those of you who weren't on the call yesterday, uh, this was Brian's last devotion as the Lord is mobilizing them to go to another country in ministry, I think he will still be on the prayer call for several for a few weeks. But um, the next devotion that he would have given, he'll be out of the country, I believe. So um, we hope to reconnect with him once he gets settled. But there's the matter of someone in our knowledge base, someone that we know, being deployed being given an assignment to go to somewhere else and be actively engaged in represent we could even say representing the church at home on a foreign field for we trust spiritual warfare benefit for advancing the gospel in um places that maybe haven't heard as much as what others have heard um and I was thinking of many places in the scripture, and we'll I'll read some of these, many places in scripture where people are asked to pray for the advance of the gospel. Um, and then I got thinking about how many times have we, and I'm getting I'm getting to something here, how many times have we said we really um don't see maybe a lot happening? Maybe we wonder. If the Lord is hearing our prayers, do we see people coming to, to know Christ on a large scale? And uh, often the case is no. Um, as far as uh, 
we would say revivals or awakenings happening. We know God has done it in the past, but there maybe seems to be a time of of um, inactivity, if you will. So uh, I don't know why my mind goes this way. And please forgive me if this is offensive to you. But after we hung up, uh, for, uh, or after we ended the call yesterday with Brian, my mind went to something that's a little bizarre, and that is um, a terrorist sleeper cell. So we'll say terrorist organizations may deploy their people into lands where they infiltrate the culture, infiltrate the society, and we call those sleeper cells. So they're not active necessarily, but the definition, if you go to the internet and look at the definition of a sleeper cell, it's this, a secretive group of spies or terrorist agents that remain inactive within a target population until ordered to act. Think about that. A secretive group of spies, and probably that's what um, enemies of the gospel may see presenters of the gospel in another land. Uh, They may not know why we're there and you look different than us. And kind of they a secretive group of spies or terrorist agents that remain inactive within a target population until ordered to act. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, understood the effect on ministry of God's people praying. And um, in this text in Acts chapter 13, just before his departure on the first, really, and second missionary journeys, the believers in Antioch prayed for Paul and his team. Um, And there's lots of occasions like this in the Scripture. We could say these are aggressive people going into a hostile territory with the cause of Christ. And um, so, and I'll read some more proof texts of this. And I'm going to, if you're, if you're turning in your Bibles, we're going to go to Acts 15 in in just a few moments. But um, I'm wondering, and I I don't know, I I really haven't thought this through and that's kind of dangerous, but I'm wondering if we could even be praying for the day. So I'll back up. Often I hear Stephen Frakes pray, and he often words it in ways of, God, we're we're praying for this worldwide revival. And when we're praying for revival, we often think about maybe like New York City had a, a citywide revival that that really did affect a large part of the U.S. in um, the mid 1800s. But what if God saw fit to take all of the Bryans and all of the Matthews, uh, I mean, Matt Hancock's and, and, uh, all of the missionaries that have been deployed into, into foreign fields and ignited their ministry to where there was obvious, sudden, the sleeper cells became active by the power of the Holy Spirit to where they were seeing increased, sharply increased ministry on a Pentecost level that only the Holy Spirit could do 
and it was happening in every gospel missionaries ministry all over the world. That would be a worldwide awakening. And it would be something that only God could do. But could it be that God is sending people globally for the day when he activates these cells? Okay, that may be science fiction. That may be really weird. Maybe maybe Rick Cross thinking is bizarre. But um, but Acts chapter 15 is an interesting text. This is, uh, again, Paul being deployed out of Antioch. Uh, verse 36 says, And some days after Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas, verse 37 of Acts 15, Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him uh, with them who departed uh, from them um, from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed into Cyprus. Verse 40, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren by the, under the grace of God. So that recommended by the brethren is the same as Acts 13. After pray, praying and fasting, they sent them out. They just turned them over to the Lord. Um, so here's now, instead of just one cell, there's two cells going out for gospel advance. Could this be why Paul said, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 25, brethren, pray for us. Why? Because they were going to be in hostile territory with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe he could have even said, pray for us that God would activate this cell, this sleeper cell. Maybe we could even say, and this is really pushing the limit, maybe we could say we are gospel terrorists. Okay, we are gospel, we'll call it change agents. That's probably a softer term. Gospel change agents. Um, and then Romans chapter 15 and verse 30, and uh, through uh, beginning in verse 30. I'll just read it. You can just listen. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. I mean, this is strive, wrestle for maybe the the activation of the cell where I'm going. Um, strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do that do not believe in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. Tell you what, if if we saw Pentecost activity um, in Romans chapter 15, it would be the reason of joy in the will of God. Um, and maybe with you refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, verse 19, and for me that utterance may be given unto me. Huh. So we can pray this for Brian. We can pray for any, any missionary, any, any saint, any believer who's acting in a missionary capacity of opening their mouth for the Lord is a change agent 
that needs the working of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. I mean, you could even have a sleeper cell in prison, but awakened by the Holy Spirit and energized by the Holy Spirit becomes a lighthouse in a dark place, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And um, I'm out of time, but uh, Colossians 4, 2 Thessalonians 3, Romans 10, all these have, have reflections of what happens when God's people pray for the advance of the gospel, and God ignites ministries of people who are dependent on him. Um, so I think it'd be really cool to have a worldwide awakening with the Holy Spirit bringing that awakening through missionary activity that's already resident in the country, um, already active, already representing, they're already taking the name of Jesus with them. They're already in place. And instead of maybe God, and he can do this if he wants, obviously, but instead of God bringing revival to a city and awakening to a city, maybe he would bring awakening to the ministries of missionaries all over the world, already in place, already seeking him, already with a network, and Holy Spirit Pentecost happening in these places. Um, some of you know the name James Frazier, a missionary to the Lisu people in China. Um, he said this, he said, I believe it will only be known on the last day how much will be accomplished in missionary work by the prayers of earnest believers at home. So we are the prayers of earnest. We are the praying believers at home. And uh, let's be praying for gospel work through gospel workers on the mission field, what we would refer to as a mission field, anything that's not our home. And um, so maybe we could do that today. Let's be praying for those representing the cause of Christ in places around the world. And may God cause what we think of as maybe inactivity become vibrant activity, even activated sleeper cells for the glory of the Lord.